0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Healing Place Church Daily Devotional Podcast. We are so pumped to be starting our brand new devotional series leading up to Christmas. And what we're going to be doing over the next few weeks is we're going to be looking at some passages from the Old Testament and the New Testament about the birth of Christ. And so our hope, our prayer for you is that you would take this journey with us and this would be a, a catalyst to help prepare your hearts this holiday season to celebrate the birth of Christ. Today, we're gonna be looking at John chapter 1 4. 14. And the beginning of the book of John is an incredible chapter. Chapter 1, um, John is giving us this dialogue about Jesus. And he's going to notice this. He calls Jesus the Word. And he's going to talk about how Jesus came to earth to save us. Let's read verse 14. It says this, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory that's important under underline that phrase. we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This passage and all really John chapter one is incredible because john is he he's telling us a narrative he's telling us the story of Christmas he's telling us about a God who would come from heaven to earth to save his people. And this verse in particular tells us about the incarnation of the word. First of all, let's talk about why he calls Jesus the word. It's so interesting. Why doesn't he just say, well, Jesus was in heaven and Jesus was with God and Jesus was God and then Jesus came to earth. Instead, he calls him the word. And what he's doing here, he's alluding back to something all the way in the book of Genesis. When you read about the creation story in Genesis, you can see that God is creating the world and he's using his words to do it. God is saying, let there be light, and then there is light. Let there be sand, and there's sand. Let there be stars, and there's stars. You see, God is speaking creation into existence. And so what John is doing here is he's calling Jesus the Word. Well, think about it. What are words? Words are the expression of what's going on in the mind of a person. And so whatever's going on in your mind, the only way that anyone can ever see it or experience what's happening in your mind is by the words that you speak. And so by calling Jesus the Word, John is teaching us something very important, that Jesus is the full expression of the Father. He is the embodiment of all that the father is you see we can't see the father we we can't understand the father in the current state that we're in but jesus is that full expression it says the word became flesh now this is an important phrase became flesh because what this tells us is that jesus wasn't just started in bethlehem one day like okay well the beginning of Jesus' story is bethlehem that's not true jesus has always existed you see, his earthly story begins in Bethlehem, but Jesus has always existed and he will always exist. He is God. He is with the Father, has always been with the Father, and will always be with the Father. John is showing us is that even the story of Christmas doesn't limit the person of Jesus. Jesus has always been. He made a conscious decision to become God human, and it says that he dwelt among us. Now, when we're reading this in the English, it's easy to overlook what John is saying here because he's actually alluding to something else in the Old Testament. First, he was alluding to the story of creation, but here he's actually alluding to the children of Israel when they're in the wilderness. Do you remember the story that after they left Egypt, they were in this wilderness state and they were wandering around They didn't know where to go, but they would follow the the, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of cloud by night. In other words, God's, what the Bible calls His Shekinah glory was with the people. You see, they didn't know where to go. They didn't know how to get to the promised land. They needed God to show them the way, and so they followed followed this cloud every single day. And they could see this cloud with their physical eyes. They could see the glory of God with his people. And so whenever John is writing this, he, it says in the English in this translation that he dwelt among us. But really it could be translated, he tabernacled among us. You see, that's the word he's using in the Greek, is that Jesus became a tabernacle. He came from heaven and he dwelt among his people and he became the embodiment of the full glory of God. And so what John is telling us is this, is that while we are here on earth, we are like the children of Israel. We're in a wilderness. We're in this season where we don't know where to go. We don't know how to get there. But God's glory appeared in the midst of our lostness, in the midst of our confusion, in the midst of our chaos. Jesus became human and he dwelt among us. This tells us so much about the heart of God, that we serve a God who wants to be with his people. He's not some distant God up in heaven saying, hey, if you can figure out how to get up here, if you can figure out how to come to me, then I'll allow it. But he's a God who says, I will vacate heaven itself to be with my people. And Jesus became flesh. Look what it says. He is the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Now this is an interesting phrase because John is telling us that Jesus is the embodiment of the Father. He's the full expression of the Father. He's the embodiment of the glory. He is the Son of God. But he is the embodiment of grace and he's the embodiment of truth. Now this is crazy because... You ever met people who are just full of grace? Usually people who are just full of grace are not full of truth. And people who are usually full of truth are typically not the most graceful people. Usually those two things are at odds in our personalities, but Jesus is not so. Jesus is both completely truthful and completely graceful. You see, truth tells us what our sin is. Truth tells us that we are sinners and that we are in need of a savior, but grace comes in and provides forgiveness. It provides restitution. It doesn't excuse our sin. It doesn't wipe away our sin in the sense that, well, you can just keep on sinning all you want, but it brings us to a place where we can actually live in victory over our sin. You see, Jesus, he was the full glory, and he came down with the full expression of the Father. Full of grace and full of truth. And so if we're living in a sinful path, we need His truth. If we're living in a sinful path, we need His grace. And He has plenty of it to spare. So what is our application to this? One, I just want you to take the journey with us. I want you to just say, you know what? The month of December, let's just take the journey to Christmas together. Study the Bible with us. Read these verses. I want you to dwell on these things. But then two... I want there to be a spirit of thankfulness in your heart. Thank God that he did not leave us in our wilderness alone, to die, to to have no direction, no purpose. But he came down from heaven. The infinite power of heaven has become available to you and me this Christmas because of Jesus. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much that Though you were God and we were with God, you were with the Father in this holy union. You came up with this plan to come down and tabernacle amongst your people to come and be a part of our lives. Thank you that you choose to dwell with us, Lord. Nobody twisted your arm. Nobody guilted you. Nobody uh, manipulated you. But out of the abundance of your love, you came down and you brought such grace in such truth to this world. Lord, I just pray for every believer today that over the next few weeks as they take this journey to Christmas, that their hearts would erupt with thankfulness, that their hearts would erupt with, with, with joy, knowing that you are with your people. And Lord, help us to pursue you in everything we do this holiday season. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening.